0: The Drive Show, with Peter Vlahos. Toolmark, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. A on a yes, come and join us anytime on the Temperate Bedshed text line 0487 736 736. Come on, jump on board or the Scarborough Toyota open line, 131255. Now, Lisa did that and she got me thinking about Luke Jackson supposedly having a look at a cafe near Brighton in Melbourne, which is on the bay there, and getting a course to become a barista. Now, we've heard about him sort of investing in a million-dollar house in Shelley. So he hasn't made a decision yet. You mentioned the last couple of weeks that the bit of interest has come from the West Coast Eagles because the West Coast Eagles certainly could satisfy the Melbourne Footy Club when it comes to draft picks. And maybe they're going to make a play for him as well in a serious play, which might jeopardise the chances of Fremantle getting him hags. Saying that, is there still, even though a lot of people think that he's uh, across the line, hence why Freo want to offload a few of these players now mm, to mm. give them a bit of room to move, is there a chance... That this could all go pear shaped for Freo.
1: Yeah, every 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 strong chance because. So what's Luke changed Jackson,
0: from where we were two or three well, weeks ago? Well, what's
1: changed? Well, one what's changed is that West Coast, as we said last Thursday, have are increased. A play. Well, they have made more than a play. They've made their play. They've laid their foundation. They've put their offer on the table. They've increased it in recent weeks by two hundred grand a year, and Fremantle are very concerned at where they're at in terms of now competing for they for the, for the price. Mm-hmm. It's going up for Luke Jackson. But more importantly for Fremantle is their concern about the the implications and the ramifications of moving on these players. Lobb's going. Lobb's got his yeah. deal, four-year deal at the Bulldogs. Blake Akers is going. Blake Akers has had his offer at Fremantle was $200,000 for next year, $300,000 for the year after. Wow. So half a million bucks. Okay? Now, the AFL average Wage is 370 grand. He's having a career best season. At mid season, he was talked about as being an all potential all Australian winger. So, Blake Acres now is being offered $350,000 a year for three years. So, that's over a million bucks to go to Carlton. There's also North Melbourne with a similar offer. So, Blake Acres is one who's heading out. So, also the likes of Griffin Logue, his offer at Fremantle is way short of what he's being offered at the likes of Sydney and North Melbourne and other Melbourne-based clubs. So Fremantle are in a position where they've made the moves thinking we've got Jackson. Luke Jackson has committed to us. He's coming to Fremantle. Here's our deal. But they still have to work it so that they can get the draft picks because Fremantle's first pick in the draft is pick number 14. Melbourne aren't going to say, yeah, okay, Luke, you go home for pick number 14. That's not going to happen. We picked you at pick number three three years ago, and we reckon you're now going to be a superstar player. So Fremantle will have to work so they get, get rid of Lob. Now, if Lob goes to the Bulldogs, the Bulldogs' first pick is at pick 29. So would that be enough for Luke Jackson to then just go give, say, pick 14 and 29 for no. Luke Jackson? No, it's not. So they've got to move Blake Acres as well. Second round pick, maybe, from Carlton, pick 28. So 28 and 29 plus Fremantle's pick is pick 14. Is that enough? Is that enough of Luke Jackson? I would still say no. Mm. So they've got to continue to work. Look, Griffin Logue, let's say if he went to Sydney, for instance. Now, Sydney are a very strong suitor because they're looking at, say, a Dane Rampey somewhere into the near future, or if Paddy McCartan didn't stand up as, he ha- as well as he has done, Griffin Logue could be that attacking, creative, intercepting defender. So they've got picks at 16 and 17. Would they give one of them up, 16 or 17, for Griffin Logue? So if Fremantle had 16, well, let's say 17, 28, 29, plus their own 14, then they're starting to get somewhere where they could package them up somewhere and trade them off or give them all to Melbourne. Now, Melbourne's first pick is at 35. They're not in the first two rounds from from the dealings they've done in recent seasons with the likes of Stephen May, et cetera. So Melbourne's first pick is at 35. Uh, They could well win the flag this year and make it two in a row. They're certainly going to contend for the most of September. But then they've got to look at Luke Jackson. If all else if this all falls over and Luke Jackson says I don't want to go to West Coast, which is the indication, it's my indication that as much as his offer has been increased from West Coast, West Coast is still confident that they'll at least bargain for Luke Jackson, mm-hmm. which is complicating Fremantle's confidence that they have him locked away. And they've already committed to losing Lob, Acres, probably Log and certainly delist several other players to make room in the salary cap and could try and get drafts. Uh, so, where to is
0: Melbourne's in. offer compared to Fremantle's offer from a financial perspective for Jackson?
1: W- w- West Coast offer? No, Melbourne. If Melbourne, oh, no, w- Melbourne's is well short of everybody. So, well, Melbourne's is about so, seven hundred grand so a year Luke, for five think, years. You think
0: financially, Luke would yeah. be better to move on financially? But the big question that you're saying is whether
1: Frio can satisfy Melbourne and get the deal done. Exactly. And that's where West Coast is sitting back a little bit smug, a little bit confident that we will at least cause Fremantle a lot of grief in trying to get Luke Jackson, or do we finish up with Luke Jackson? Now, as an aside to all that, I said I had a little bit of a, a teaser a little while ago, Peter. West Coast are tipped to now turn full attention to attracting Fremantle big man L- Lloyd Meek. Now, Meek, he's 24, he's only played the 15 games as he's been around for four seasons now as the backup ruckman to, to Sean Darcy and Rory Lobb is the pinch hitter. So he, he's turned his ruck work talents well and truly on on Saturday. He demolished West propel, Coast, yeah. Yeah, West Coast Bailey, Bailey Williams. Bailey Williams is supposed to be the backup ruckman to Nick Natanui. There's still no guarantee that Nick Natanui is going to come back next year. He's got surgery, he's got to do a summer, training. He's got to lose a dozen to 15 kilos. And even if he's okay for next season, big Nick Nat knew he cannot possibly play a full season. Mm. So West Coast, and my understanding is that the, the, the coaching and football management hierarchy were very attentive. They were at Peel on Saturday down in Mandra, watched the game, very impressed with Lloyd Meek. And I think you watch for the Lloyd Meek attention from West Coast to, to grow now an offer to Lloyd Meek to get him across as possibly even your lead Ruckman and Nat and and Bailey Williams to back up a Lloyd Meek. That's probably going a bit far because you, you, I'm assuming that Nick doesn't come up. He'll come up in some way, but West Coast, as I understand it now, really, really hot into the endeavours to get Lloyd Meek. So it's another one wow. who would move from Fremantle and an, another piece of ramification – for bringing in Luke Jackson.
0: Okay. Uh, Higgins, just before we go to a break, Nev of Albany. Hi, Nev. Uh, thanks for the text on the bedshed text line 0487 736 736. It's regarding uh, what I mentioned earlier regarding junior footy uh, and not being able to go and uh, listen to what the coach says and the huddle like we do in the WAFL. It's not permitted at junior footy. It's because uh, the one or two idiot parents who abuse coaches, one-offs, so we penalise everyone for one-off two Muppets. That's bad policy. I was a junior development coach for Australian Sports Commission. We have reactionary policy these days. It's stupid. That's Nev from Albany. So that's where it is, uh, protecting It is all pretty the reactionary. That, that It is very reactionary. Mm, mm. It is very. And in the end, when I looked at the environment yesterday, it was a real good game of footy. It was close the parents were very respectful of each other's yeah, supporter base. There yep. was no dramas. So it wasn't as if it was two teams that were hammer and tong and they wanted each other's blood. It was a f- Mate, I'm also surprised just how hard these young boys go. Mm. It is good footy to watch, but if you're allowed to do it at the waffle. You're not allowed to do it at junior footy, particularly in the older brackets, the 14s, 15s, and 16s. Maybe I can understand maybe in the uh, real younger brigade, but uh, I think
1: uh, I, I think Nev's probably given us a tip off there. Is that if he, and if Nev's been involved in a, in a yeah. sports commission, so management, development, coach, uh, he would have seen some of these sorts of um, yeah. anyway a, actions, I suppose. And you you must draw some kind of a barrier. But as as Nev says there, Peter. It's because of one or two mm. that everyone's going to suffer. All right, we're going to take a
0: break. Come back with more in a moment. Come and join us on the uh, Tempera Bedshed text line. This is Drive with Peter Vlahos and Kim Agdorn. 0487 736 736 with the Scarborough Toyota open line 1312 at 55.